did you see this, by the way? Like, I know there was a lot of stuff that happened week 14, and we got into a lot of it yesterday, obviously, on, on the show. But Marcus Mariota's just dipped out on the Falcons. Like, they benched him for Desmond Ritter, and now he's just gone. So he just what? left. Okay, so he just, like, left the team? So and just where, where he, did he go? Arthur Smith, their head coach, basically said, Mariota's not currently with the team after losing his starting job. Logan Woodside is expected to be Ritter's backup now. Mariota's been, they said he's been dealing with a knee injury, but then he came out and said, the knee's nothing that's been an issue this season, but that's Mariota's prerogative. Of course you want all your guys to be here, but the guys that make decisions, it's part of professional sports. You have to have contingency plans. He just left. So he dipped out. He just basically said, screw it. You bench me. I'm not going to show up anymore. There was really no reason to bench them, him, though, because this team's not doing anything. I, mean, unless I guess you, you want to see what you have in Desmond Ritter. I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just like, yeah. we're not going to win anything anyway. Let's put the rookie in and give it a shot. Mariota had to know that there was a chance that was going to happen. It's not like he's played great this year. He's been manageable, serviceable. They question, run the ball a ton. The question that I have is, was that communicated to him in the beginning of the year? Hey, if we're not in it by, like, week 15, 14, you're probably not going to play much. And you're dealing with any issue anyway. Like, just letting you know, like, we're our starting guy, mm-hmm. and if we win games, we'll continue to ride you out. You never know what's never going know. on behind the scenes with management. You just never know. No, it's true. There's a chance that that's the case. I would say that leaving the team is probably not the best choice. Not a professional because, option. You know, that's going to make other teams think twice before signing you, because I can imagine he won't be back with the Falcons after this. And you know what's crazy is he's known as this nice guy. Right. A really nice guy. Heisman winner, Oregon Duck, Aloha, Oahu. What's it? What's the other one? What's this one? Shaka. The Shaka. Shaka, bro. So, yeah, I mean, it's like if Tua were to do that. Just very nice, nice guy. It just blows my mind. It's like that. That's You hear guys leaving like college programs. Uh, by the way, the, the Saints are four-point favorites right now over the Falcons for week 15. So I want nothing to do with the side. I'll probably Mm-mm. do the under, though. Go with the under. 43. Mm-hmm. 43. Feels a little high. Yeah. It does feel a little high. Yeah. See if that moves. All right. So, yeah. I guess no Marcus Mariota the rest of the way. I'm curious to see what Desmond Ritter looks like. I mean, throw him out there. It's not really Look something to pre-season. bet on necessarily. Yeah. So, really good maybe after a week, if you get some decent numbers, check out his, you know, see what his, the props market looks like for him. Maybe make a little, win a few bets, at least on his passing yards or something. Who knows? If he looks better than Deshaun Watson to start off. Yep. And it's already, it's already a good start. True. Uh, what was the biggest thing besides all this? Looking back on Week 14, the final thing, the biggest thing that stood out to me was Brock Purdy and the way that he's played with the 49ers. Now, we put a bow on Week 14. Final game's done. Monday Night Football's all wrapped up here. Brock Purdy has a chance to really, I mean, really make a name for himself right now with the 49ers, but they have a chance as well to keep winning with him at quarterback. Like That was my biggest concern, and I'm looking at an offense that already has a ton of weapons anyway. Now, Debo Samuel's out. That's clearly going to be a problem for them, but I'm not as concerned even after seeing just a little bit of him, a little bit of Brock Party, I'm not as concerned with the 49ers as I was when Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Yeah, I like Brock Purdy, and I like the San Francisco 49ers offense and how they run it. You don't need a really good quarterback in order to win games. You win on your, your defense and your playmakers. Give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Give the ball to Debo Samuel when healthy. Give the ball to Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I mean, they have a plethora of options. Mm-hmm. This is... A very stacked offense. If it's not Miami, it's probably San Francisco that has the most in terms of their cupboard. Yeah. Right? Probably more, actually, than now that they have Christian McCaffrey because you've got an elite running back who can also catch balls out of the backfield. You've got 
number, probably top three, top four, depending on how you're going to use George Kittle, tight end in the league. And you've got a playmaker in Debo Samuel who, I don't know, I guess he's he's a gadget guy, but mm-hmm. top top ten, I would say, receiver. Yeah, I would say that they're the, one of the most potent offenses in the league, no matter who's running, who's got the ball right under center. So, yeah, I think Brock Purdy was very impressive. Uh, also, Lions, to just absolutely obliterate the Vikings yep. at home. They're 6-7 and seven now. They've won 5 of 6. I was at that game, which was really a turnaround game against the Miami Dolphins when me and PJ went to Detroit. PJ ended up having to do the Sunday show, so he didn't end up going with me to the, to the game on Sunday. But that was the game. They had the Miami Dolphins on the ropes. They were up big at halftime. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were absolutely rolling. Allowed the Miami Dolphins to come back and win. But since then, it feels like it's sort of shaken them uh, into a level of competence that I don't know that anybody saw coming. Yeah. And, you know, the Lions end up beating a 10-win team quite handily. Quite handily. And that's what's so amazing is we looked at that and we talked all week about they're 5-7 and seven and they're favored over the 10-2 and two Vikings. Okay, we know the Vikings might be frauds. Point differentials only plus 10. Close games, easy chance to lose. Really? And then you go in. A lot of times in those games, it just, like, it was so definitive. From the beginning. They came out and just put a whooping on them and never let up the entire time. I'll tell you what, that Lions offense is a lot of fun to watch. They've got a lot of talent there. I, I mean, I, look, I don't know what the ceiling is for them, and I don't know what the ceiling is with Dan Campbell as their head coach. The question before was, is he just a great motivator or a good head coach? Well, he's getting the most out of his players, so it's working, and we're seeing that now. And this team, PJ, what would you say? They were plus 240 to make the playoffs right now? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Let me double-check that. that. At 6-7 and seven right now, you know, that back end it. of the NFC uh, MSC playoffs – is I mean, you've got Seattle crowded in there with Washington. The Giants are starting to fall off. This is the time of year where you have to look, like we looked earlier at the MVP market, right? You look three, four games ahead to kind of gauge where the, the prices might go. It's the same thing here where if the Lions get to 7-7, seven and seven, you know, you're going to lose the value certainly on that price. But on top of that, you're going to start to see more and more just attention on that team. And that's we're, we're seeing the Giants fall at just the right time and now they where play the Lions the Jets, can jump right, right in. They play the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's basically a pick em. And I don't really know what to do with that game. What do you say, Peach? What would you do with this with this this Lions Jets game? I love the Jets. Love them. Nick, I think hit it right on the head. The Lions are getting so much love right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's value on the Jets because the Lions, they're obviously this fun young team, but now they're starting to win games. They beat Minnesota last week. The Jets have struggled the past couple weeks. The Mike White mania is kind of started quieted a little bit the last couple We knew weeks. that was going to happen, though. We did. Right? Just like last year, remember? We talked about this, too. And it's yes. like 405 yards passing last season and then 90 the next game. It's Exactly. It start, the, the, the balloon is starting to lose the helium. And I just – I look at the Jets how I look at the Patriots. I think they're very identical teams. And I think about when Detroit went up to New England earlier this year, they lost 29 nothing. I think golf is going to struggle outdoors against that defense. I think the Jets win. I would take – I think there's value on the Jets. I really do. And we talked about the Lions being a really good indoor dome team, and they are. Like, mm-hmm. that's what they are. And New York this time of year, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the turf, the grass isn't great. Right. Injuries come, injuries go. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those scenarios where if Mike White is, is serviceable. Is, is Mike White good to go, though? For this game, that hit he yeah, took, that it first was a one, bad hit. It was like a cartoon that where was his a body cruncher. just like. Yeah. If we end up getting like a Flacco, 
Yeah. I mean, we got a real problem. We do. Take we the over on problems. Flacco's passing yards, yes. though. He put up big numbers at the and beginning of the season. And, and attempts. Yes. Let me Flacco ask you guys. He'll throw it 50 times. He'll yeah. throw it 50 times. Let me ask you guys this. This spread is basically saying if this game was in Detroit, that the Lions would be favored by like three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Who would you take at that point? I'd probably take. Well, I'd probably. I would take, take Detroit. Detroit, yeah. I would I take would. Detroit. I would yeah. because they are also a hot team right now, mm. and that momentum matters. And at home with that home crowd behind them, because Lions fans have rallied around this team. I mean, they are they are loud and they're there to help that team win. And that that look that does matter. It's maybe not a ton, but we've seen that home field advantage does matter. You see it, in, you know, you see it in every book has. Yeah, you know, they add a little like we just talked about. Like it makes a difference. So I think I'd probably go Lions if that was the case, but. It's interesting because we're looking at Lions and Jets, and this is talking about two teams trying to get to the playoffs, and it's the Lions and Jets. And we this late in the season, you can take them seriously. Like, yeah. they're both teams to be taken seriously now. Yeah, I'm not a big – I mean, after the the injury to Brees Hall, you could tell that this team and Elijah Vera Tucker, you yeah. could just tell that this team wasn't going to be, like, a, a serious team. But they have a lot to build on. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this maybe Friday – I think that the my biggest overreaction is that the New York Jets last year had the best draft in history. Like, in history. You're I mean, looking at... It was an incredible draft. Jermaine Johnson is, like, I think, the like top five at his position right now as a rookie. Brees Hall was probably going to win Rookie of the Year if he stayed mm-hmm. healthy. And now Sauce Gardner is going to win Rookie of the Year. Like that is Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I, Garrett yeah. Wilson, I mean, I. It's you hard to remember all of them. about them. Garrett Wilson. I was like, I know there's one more. Garrett Wilson has been an absolute stud. He's been a top ten receiver. Yep. It's like it's ridiculous what they've done. It's crazy though. It shows you how great you can be at the draft, but if you miss on the quarterback early, it just shows it can set you back a couple years. Yep. And Zach obviously hasn't turned out. He's not him. No, he's not. He's not him. And as great as all the other picks have been, they're, they're still trying to all find All you that need, guy though, at this point, is just a quarterback. That's true. That's all you need. But they've already whiffed on two guys in the top three. Go and get one. It's unbelievable. Just go, yeah. and, just go and get one out in the wild. Well, we don't need out, one out in, in the, the wild. Draft. Just, out in the wild. You're just going to go through the jungle, look around. Yeah, like, There's a quarterback. I don't know. Get in like, that. Catch it. Pay, pay Aaron Rodgers like a boatload of money. I don't care. Like, He'd be... Insufferable with that young team, though. Yeah, that's he the problem. Would not Imagine him that. going in there. That Garrett would be... Wilson would make plays, though. He would make plays. And Denzel Mims would. He's never oh. seen a receiver. Core. Tom Brady to the Jets next oh, year. Oh, he would hate that. Let's start this campaign he now. It. He's not built. He's too soft for that weather. He's too soft. We know Aaron Rodgers can handle that weather. Tom Brady is not into it anymore. I think he's. I think he's more into like the sun and Botox and driving his new girlfriend around in his G wagon. Do we know who the new around. girlfriend is yet? Though oh yeah, there's like there's a new there's a new article about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, she posted from his G wagon, being like, "Someone's playing tour guide for me in Tampa." Did you see it, Peach? I yeah, did. yeah, I it's did. amazing. She's nice looking. Dude. Yeah, well, she is. Yeah. Of I would she hope is. so. Yeah. If Tom I mean, Brady Tom made a poor Brady. decision there, I'd be like, "What? What? What are you doing, yeah. man?" Like, it's I'll, like, oh yeah, she's wolf. You at yeah, least got to no. break even She's after not. the yeah, divorce. Yeah, you can't you know? leave Giselle and <laughs> then go get like some random. <laughs> that's just not. That's not how this it's thing not works how at all. We do this. So, no. well, I guess that's uh, something we'll keep an eye on this whole off season. Where the girlfriend wants to move, right? Yeah. 
Total I think, is down is up to two thirty nine and a half now in this Kings game. Just by the way, seventy four fifty three. Gross. But you don't care about the spread. You only care about that. Well, total. I do have some player props, and I'm worried that at this point, maybe like late in the game, they'll just stop start benching people. Keegan Murray over two tonight. It's a bonus though, with thirteen points and eight rebounds in the first half. So He's that's a pretty damn good. Pretty uh, we have good. one more big spread this week too for the Texans again. Yeah. Texans plus fourteen at home against Kansas City. Now they covered last week against Dallas. They're five nine and one against the spread. I, it's tempting. It's tempting to take Houston to cover against Kansas City. I don't know if I can do it. I'm not sure if I can. Kansas City doesn't cover these big numbers either. That's the thing. I don't know. Maybe oh, I don't know. Listen, Kansas City can get out fast, hot. We saw that mm-hmm. last week against Denver, and you're like, oh yeah, betting Denver was not a good idea, and then all of a sudden they come back. I don't think I can do it, guys. Just take Chiefs team total over. Yeah, that's yeah. really, that's really what you should do. I don't you know they're going to score 30. Yeah. I don't know if you can trust the Texans. I think that's a good call. Yeah. I think that's a good call. Maybe take the over in the are game, you, Are too. you done with the Texans, PJ? Is that what this is all about? I'm done, after, after we both bet them on the money line against Cleveland, that was it. Oh, I that know. Was Why it. did you just take them plus 17 and a half? I did. I oh, did. you did. I did. But it was, yeah. what, plus 1,000 for them on the money line? Before kickoff, could you imagine it holding, was. holding yeah. that ticket when they got that interception oh. and they couldn't punch it in for a touchdown? Rough. Were you worried at any point in that game? Was the interception at that point was when you got worried? Like any point before that, as, as a Cowboys a, fan, were you oh, just like, I oh, thought we're in there trouble. was a good chance that they could lose that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I had Texans plus seventeen and a half, so I was loving it. I didn't care. <laughs> the emotional hedge at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, that's Ride all I do. Hedge. That's literally all I do. It's how I can stay sane. It keeps me sane as a sports fan. This is why I just stay away from my teams, PJ. Yeah. I just don't bet on my teams at all. That's fair. I, I, can, I can understand It's that. just easier. Because then there's, there's always the emotion always gets in the way with one decision or the other. You know, Eagles-Bears is interesting this week because I think Houston was Dallas's look-ahead game to Philly, and you wonder if this week against the Bears could be Philly's look-ahead game. Possible. Yeah. Maybe. We'll have to see. I don't mm. think so, though. I'm not betting against the not Eagles Not betting against anymore. the Eagles. <laughs>